Michael Cass. This is Culture Confluence, where culture and art meet. I'm grateful to call this guest a friend of mine. Uh, I've known I've known him for oh going on maybe 15 years. Uh, recognize his struggles. Um, revel in his successes and as I said grateful to call him a friend uh, my guest today Wesley Mitchell testing one two three yeah that's testing good. Oh, yeah it's starting to move awesome. away from me is it that's good I'm tripping over. oh here are you tripping, tripping? <laughs> <laughs> you don't trip anymore man <laughs> Yeah. Are you going to play a few? Are you going to play a few notes from? Do you have a healing song? Men's healing song. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Might as well. We're two men sitting here, and I you know so. we can bring in the ground, the ancestors, and we can uh, do the men's healing song. And I'll I'll start it off a little different. I'll start it off with the rattle, and then just do a few verses. Usually, uh, I do. Four verses and then the fifth one without the drum. But yeah. uh, if you want me to do the full version, I can. And and uh, yeah, sure. You know. Let's get. Let's see what what whatever you're comfortable with, Wesley. Yeah, because I I'm recording. Eh? Definitely. <laughs> yeah. So this is the men's healing song. It was uh, created in the Anishinaabe Nation out of out of uh, Ontario. It was actually created in a Kingston Penitentiary by a bunch of inmates that. Uh, got together after there was a riot in the women's side and they made the strong woman's song they decided to follow up and balance it off with the men's healing song and it's uh it's about protection and guidance and being safe and respecting yourself and and during during these riots the the sisters weren't weren't uh harmed at all and that, and they actually protected some of the guards that were were in the the penitentiary so the men followed up and decided to balance it off and and uh, respect the guards and this is the men's healing song and uh, it's very touching to me because I sang it for my uncle Ron DeWitt when he was going through multiple multiple myeloma cancer and uh, I, I sang it right on the the coast that sent it uh, in uh, Seashell BC because I was away working and he listened to it every time before his treatments uh, for cancer and it was it's a very special song to, to me as well and for my own healing journey too.
Thank you, Wesley. Thank you. I have to introduce you now. <laughs> I've known Wesley for uh, 15, 15, maybe Defin- 15. Definitely yeah, 15 At least years. 15 years. And, and uh, just amazing to watch, you know, it, it took me a long time to reach a place, and I, I'm, I'm pretty sure you, you've reached that same space, is to see someone else's success and someone else's uh, 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 growth um, as as an exciting thing. It used to be, if if you were like anything like me, um, it used to be I was all, often bitter and resentful at other people's success and at other people's growth. But then we reached that point, eh? Yeah. That, yeah. that common bond and neutrality and and love for for each other. So, I want to I want to talk about how how not only the drumming and the singing you have an amazing voice man i never i never realized that i never realized that it's powerful thank you very much my brother um so if you how did how did you get there like how did your culture um bring you to that to that place you know to that place i mean there's always we're still growing but how did it get get you to where you are today that's what i yeah well, just the 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 part of finding out your culture and putting when I started putting action and, and uh, attention towards uh, my Wet'suwet'en roots and uh, just you know it, it just culture in general and and when I reached out to elders and and started uh, asking questions and and you know uh, there's so many different nations and so many different uh, First Nations people that you know. I had to reach out and find the ones that were willing to share their, you know, their their ways, their knowledge, you know, like the knowledge keepers, and and that was spread out throughout, you know, Northwest or Northern Beast, British Columbia is, is where I had to find different, you know, there's so many different protocols and so many different uh, uh, nations and, and ways of life that, you know, I just, the ones that caught my attention and caught my heart, you know, I, I started to attract to and, and just ask questions. And then I had to stop, look, listen, and learn. And that's when, 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 uh, yeah, you know, it just felt good. It felt right. And, and, uh, I began to learn a, a new way of life, but a way of life that that's embedded in my blood. Right. So, mm-hmm. uh, did uh, I've often heard uh, I've often heard an elder say and uh, Marcel Gagnon he would say that that the drum the drum called to him and and we talked about this before and for you it was the other way around wasn't it or or how did it did you yeah like I think I can't remember we talked well, about it but similar but it not can quite be the similar same. the yeah, drum yeah. did call to me and yeah. it came to me out of left field right because I was. It was 2015, and and uh, you know I've heard the drum previous, but it just didn't have that uh, that 
that powerful heartbeat to it. But mm-hmm. in 2015, when the Canada Games came to Prince George, and and I was at uh, Pignata doing a, a course there, and and they needed volunteers for for that whole Canada Games. Uh, time frame there so I, I volunteered and the Clayton Tenet Pavilion was was I was level three first aid attendant and I said yeah they had these really cool jackets you got when you, when yeah. you volunteered <laughs> yeah. right so yeah. I, I you know that, that you know just these little things that helped me on my way and off I went to volunteer and you know I drove for the city of Prince George the athletes around but at that pavilion uh you know I I, I saw the drummers you know I, every night I went there and, and volunteered and and I met a lot of the Clayton Tenet Nation, and they were they were very open-hearted and open-minded, and, and invited me in. And uh, you know, uh, when the drummers came on stage, it just you know, and then seeing the the Kazakhstan drummers running around in the black and red, and and just the spirit was high. And and then Jennifer Piggin invited me on stage and, and handed me my very first drum. Uh, it was ended up to be gifted to me, and it was uh, you know it was Four Wolves, uh, representing the, some of the early childhood. Uh, school district 57 stu- uh, artwork by Jennifer Piggin on it and uh, it's very special that's the first drum that I got right and you still have the drum uh, actually I, I it ended up uh, it it got its use and and uh, since 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 then uh, uh, Imani Miller from uh, Nasdeo saw that it was you know we tried to fix it and and we worked together on it and it just wasn't able to be fixed and uh she ended up putting it back on like a stretcher you know how like you stretch hide yeah yeah so yeah, she yeah. she took off the hide yeah. and she put it flat and her and a couple of her her uh workmates there they created this uh this drum memorabilia for me with with like birchwood willows around it and it's like it's like it's being restretched it's back to its stretching. almost like a shield yeah like yeah, a shield yeah, yeah. so and they gifted that to me at the, at the hospital one night and i was just you know, overwhelmed, right? So it's something uh, I can hang up on my wall and remember, and and uh, it's genuine. And you know, that was a living or animal at one time, and mm-hmm. that energy, you know, it, it sacrificed its life and ended up helping me find my heartbeat again, right? And and on the red road of recovery. So, in 20, 2015. Yeah, those jackets. <laughs> I, they were nice jackets, but I just did not like the color. <laughs> <laughs> but it was some yeah. nice gear. Yeah. Nice there was gear, red yeah. and the gray. I ended up with the red and the gray because the zipper. Anyways, the zippers weren't. Yeah, the red and gray. Them. Hold on, hold, yeah. hold on. A I thought it was green because we had as. Oh, that's the city of Prince George jackets. I did oh. get one of those too for for driving. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I remember yeah. that's actually. Yeah, I drove a lot of the 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 referees and all the athletes around. That was amazing. But I did get a green. I got like every jacket from that year, and I you know I've even got the Clayton Tenet, uh the black. Or the gray one and the red one, and then the actual one they were selling at the pavilion uh, was just gifted to me not even um, over a month ago by a friend that never wore them anymore. And not indigenous, but very good friend and, yeah. and my old boss at Waste Management, yeah. Scott Doby, gave them to me, and and I'm very honored, right? So I have one of every jacket, but that city of Prince George green one, and actually that's the very first time I, I seen online Jennifer Piggin was wearing it and showing it, which had got me into the volunteering as well. It's kind of Crazy how that happened, but anyways, I left it at my mom's house, and she gave it to the only the, the she gave it to uh, the what do you call it the not the Elizabeth the 
St. Vincent de yeah, Paul? Yeah, St. Vincent de Paul. Well, you know, somebody has a warm jacket, right? Now <laughs> no, somebody has sure. a warm, And somebody Definitely. needed it more than you did, yes, eh? Definitely. Yeah, yeah. What did I mean? You know, like like all of these little things, that, you know, and, and, as, and as human beings, I think we... Some people get it more than others. Some people maybe understand it more than others. But there's all these little things, like these little happenings in our life that direct us towards that that moment that mm-hmm. that larger moment in our life for you 2015 the winter games but all the things that led up to that you saw the jacket you saw you met jennifer you, somebody handed you a drum you know and all these little things like is it coincidence you think or is it i think it's sort of it's good orderly good, good orderly, orderly direction. direction you betcha brother <laughs> i think it's, yeah there's there's a certain amount of fate and a certain amount of destiny to it the opportunities, you know, for people, for, for, for people to grow. Right. You know, um, I don't know about you, but for me, there was, there was the universe's, um, opportunities to grow, which sometimes are painful. Mm. Right. Uh, then there's my way of growing, which is like infinitely painful. (laughs) And I don't know if it's the same for you. Yeah, I I have to do things a lot to to actually get the lesson out of it sometimes. But that's just, you know, uh, the hard knocks of it, right? And uh, I, I, uh, I, you know, once I've I've learned my lessons or or moved forwards with with, uh, whatever needs to be put inside of me. And that's just the the part of stopping and taking the deep breaths and and like you said that the motions were in play like me going to pignata and doing the course and then you know that look listen and learn and just stopping and and, and making the right choice at the right time so for for you know you you mentioned you were talking like the look listen and learn you you approached elders you wanted to learn more did that did that thirst for knowledge and a reconnection to your roots did that uh, did that come before the Winter Games or no, That after? was 2017, and the look, listen, and learn is from a Gitsan elder. Uh, his name is Ray Harris, and he worked at, uh, he still works at Wilpsaset House of Purification <coughs> in Kitwanga, B.C., and, uh, you know, that was my second stint there, and, and I, I, I attracted to them the first time in 2013, but 2017 is, is I just remember walking into our healing circle in a beautiful little lodge and in a shaman area on the Kitsan territory of Kitwanga, BC. And uh, when he sat down, he, you know, he, he had something I wanted, right? He had, he had that calmness, he had humor, mm-hmm. he had, he had knowledge. And uh, when he looked at him and Gary Patsy is another one that, that got my attention and they're like, just, you need to slow down Wes. Cause I was like, you know, the wily coyote running all over, <laughs> you know, animal with the yeah. drum when they gave me the drum, right? Yeah, Just yeah, slow yeah. it down, Wes. Be in yeah. the moment, right? So look, listen, and learn has has been a, a, a huge, and, and the past two years or two and a half years, I've been really going hard. And the look, listen, and learn came back to me almost a week ago. There, it's like slow down, Wes, again, and start just following your heart instead of. You know that that brain that hair can straight be, back. Yeah, that yeah. brain that can be an enemy at times, oh, right? Yeah, so yeah. definitely. Well, that's funny, you know, because I was thinking, um, I'm like, wow, Wes, uh, Wes does a lot. Yeah. All right. He's he's on the go. He's on the go, and I and I and I thought, um, I'm sure he knows well enough to when to to step back to step back to slow down right and and people either people will either understand or they won't that's right 
Uh, but then, so when I say you've done a lot, you've become whether you've whether you want it or not, or whether you and I can't see you seeking it out. You've become an ambassador, a goodwill ambassador for. Um, I I don't like a goodwill ambassador in the sense that you you sort of bridge this gap between between um, indigenous and non-indigenous people, right? Exactly. Um, yeah. Uh, and that started probably before you even realized it, and then really sort of big time at the beginning of the pandemic. Am I right? Or yeah. were you, you were involved before then as well, but the pandemic really sort of. Just, well, it, bring into, we needed, when the pandemic started, it was a ghost town and things were oh, shut yeah. down. People were fearful. Uh, you know, I just, you know, had drummed at the hospital before and uh, knew the parades were going on. So I started drumming there and 47 days straight, you know, you, you start, you start having people showing up, you know, wanting to drum or just to listen and parked in their cars and it was cold out and at the very start, right? And the nurses were coming out and it was about everybody. It wasn't about, I mean, we all have our own beliefs, we have our own cultures, but this was a pandemic where, where we didn't know what this virus was and what it was going to do to everybody, if it was going to wipe us out or if it was going to, you know, you know, we had no vaccines, so... Well, you know, stand with that drum and, and those those positive ripples were out there and people, you know, it's just helped comfort them and, and other drummers came and started drumming and then we got the smudging going and, you know, that's the indigenous culture and, and a lot of uh, good medicine there, sacred medicine in, in some ways, but ones that I felt I could share, mm -hmm. you know, without hurting anybody's feelings. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, everybody deserves to be part of our circle at UMBC and and you know I have a mother that's Dutch and you know I have the traumas of 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 uh, the residential schools and I have the traumas of the the war back in the day from each each family line right mm -hmm. so I want to respect those two of course within myself and that honors myself and then mm -hmm. when I go out and meet new people and and uh, without judgment without anything uh, you know we, we keep our beliefs inside and we just have a common bond of of healing everybody needs to be at a at a healing point and healing journey. And if I can be part of that, I love it. Right? I know so. my wife, she was working at the, she was working at the hospital at the beginning of the pandemic. And, uh, and, and that just knowing, you know, that somebody was out there, you know, for them, you know, not, you know, I, and, and I think we each take it personally. It's like, it's like, I know they're out there for everyone, but I feel this connection that, that, you are out there for me, right? As selfish as that may sound, but she felt comfort and felt that that what they were doing, you know, and and it's and and it, to a, to a lesser degree, it's still it's still happening that because you you go out to the hospital on Mondays, <coughs> excuse me, that um, they feel as if um, they're loved right that they're appreciated that what they're doing is is um no matter what the negative people say that what they're doing is important and and that they're and that we need them yeah that, that and that will continue on well after the pandemic and that's what we continue to do we're going to continue to do is bring that comfort that healing that love and and even to you know 
we still get those, and I love those, you know, those those feedbacks of of the comfort and the, and the joy that is brought in into the hospital, right? Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you're gonna get the negatives, right? The you know, like what, like the mandates and all that, you know, like what about the nurses that lost their jobs? Well, I'm still drumming and I'm still praying for them, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm not trying to, there's always somebody trying to separate it and we don't want that separation, especially within our healing circle. It's not about us and it's, it's about everybody, right? It's about the people in the hospital. It's about us outside. It's about, you know, the people that did lose their jobs. It's a reality and, and, and I, you know, I have compassion for that, but Everybody has made choices, and there's results to those choices, right? But uh, I'm not going to separate that. I'm going to say I'm drumming for them, too. I have friends that were very Mm -hmm. devastated by it, and I love them, and I supported them to the best of my ability. And like we said before, I can't be everywhere, but what I can be is at the hospital on a Monday night, and I can be there to drum, and I can be there to, to, to give what's been given to me and to share it freely. Right. With everybody. With everybody. everybody. With everybody. Yeah. And, and I think uh, the, the wonderful thing is, is that you, you're not going to let it and, and, and the people around you are not going to let others politicize, you know, something that's that's meant to heal. Yeah. Right. And meant to bridge those gaps. Right. There's one thing in the world that's everywhere. That's hospitals. Right. Yeah. And we can if we can. I know we're, we're here in Prince George and we're in the north and and, you know, we want that to spread everywhere that that good medicine. Right. And and that healing and, and the power of, of prayer that comes from that drumbeat that comes from our hearts, that comes from our singing, that comes from, you know, the, the unity that stands outside or, or anywhere it just stands together when you're together, when, when we're together, it's better. It's a better way of life. Good way of life. This episode of Culture Confluence was recorded at the Arch North Podcast Studio in Prince George, British Columbia, in cooperation with CIFAR Radio and Studio 2880. Special thanks to my wonderful guest, Wesley Mitchell, who is a shining example of how we can all live and work and play together. 